Hello, everyone. Today, I am so excited to be topic to be talking on this topic of women's hormone health. Uh, ever since I read the book Fast Like a Girl, I have been fascinated with hormone health, and I am so excited to have our guest speaker with us today, Celine Belgin, who is a holistic health coach and author of the Peer- the Painless Period Guide. Celine approaches health, keeping hormone balance at the center of her message. And I love this. I think it is so needed today and that this message needs to be heard by women, that we haven't been taught these concepts of our hormones and the way our bodies work. So Celine, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and to really speak on this revolution that's happening amongst women about hormone health and understanding our menstrual cycles. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Before we dive in, I would love to know just a little bit about your story and how you got into this world of nutrition and women's hormone health. Totally. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this topic. I'm a holistic nutritionist and also in school to be a doctor of Chinese traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture. So it's just the the journey people. It started from I'm in this now, but it started from the total opposite. It started from a place of being completely confused about nutrition to the point where I just bounced from extreme dieting to another everything from ED to then like doing random diets and like crazy intermittent fasting, which led me personally on, and the way I did it to our hormone imbalance. And what that looked like for me was having very intense PMS symptoms, which I thought were normal because we were all told that it's normal. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) then I would be waking up at night from cramps, have extremely heavy periods, always have acne along the jawline. Um, And I was also having two to four periods a month. And that was really the journey that started to lead me to say, well, I need to do something about this, especially when I was told my only two options were to go on birth control, which I never wanted to do again, or to get a hysterectomy. And I was 27. I'm like, that's, there can't be just those two options. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. that's really, in a nutshell, the, the the journey that led me to then writing the book and talking about periods all the time. <laughs> Amazing. And now you're helping other women. Now I'm, I've, I've had my practice for the past five years. I'm working out of a clinic here in Calgary and also online. And it's, you know, at it, it, first it started from, I was seeing clients for different things, but then I started to teach these women what. Uh, the the research was on actually, okay, why do we get breast tenderness and why is it harder to lose weight if our hormones are not um, in where they need to be? Why can we feel more irritable and moody? And, and it made me realize PMS is not supposed to happen like at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> like gliding in. And yes, we're going to be a little bit more tired. Um, but some of the extreme cases that we're seeing uh, even, even conditions such as PCOS and endometriosis and fibroid cysts, like those all have a nutritional foundation. There's just so much more we could do than what we've been told essentially. Amazing. That is just fascinating. 
So cool. Um, so can you explain a little bit about women's hormones and just kind of how they work and how they differ from men just to enlighten our audience for people who who've never heard of this before? Yeah, yeah. So I think so many of us growing up were like, okay, it's period on versus period off. Right. And then um, actually the research shows that we actually have four seasons within a month that a woman goes through that's and the whole relationship between estrogen, we have progesterone, we have testosterone, and of course it's more dominant in males, but we also do have testosterone. And we um those would be the three big, big ones that I would want to focus on. Of course, cortisol or stress hormone plays a massive role in all of this. Um, and actually how it does is, for example, progesterone is the hormone that we see during um, our whole month. And it will start to, progesterone will start to build and build and build, helping to create our endometrial lining. And then if we do not have pregnancy, then the lining will shed and we see our menstrual cycle. If however, we're having um, early periods or having spotting between our periods or even troubles with fertility, progesterone is something that we have to look at. And now when we look at stress, which so many of us in modern the modern world are under stress and we do handle it differently in our physiologically than a male body would, is the more stress that we have in the body, cortisol, it actually steals from the production of creating more progesterone. Mm. So the resources will go to survival or to fertility. Mm. And so that's, that's a huge <laughs> one. Um, and so when it comes to women, we're not, we're not little men, <laughs> mm. right? Mm-hmm. So like whether it's like bowel movements or skipping meals or high amounts of stress will impact us completely differently than it would our male counterparts. And so, um, mm-hmm. and, and really the hormones will impact our body composition, our mood, our energy, um, our concentration levels, our even preferences of our partner as well. Um, hormones mm-hmm. rule our life. Mm, totally. That's why we need to be learning these things. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. All about um, speaking this through the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. Um, my experience, I, I read, I started reading some books on, um, on intermittent fasting and I was really enjoying intermittent fasting and how it made me feel. And my journey began when I picked up the book fast, like a girl. Yes. And I was like, wow, like when I realized that fasting at certain times in my cycle is throwing my hormones out of balance and putting stress on my body at those times, it was just like, I feel like we've been taught to, you know, be like men, you know, that we can just do things in this cyclical nature that men do every 24 hours, right? Um, And yeah, just how you mentioned that how complicated our hormones are and how important it is to understand that. So thank you for, for speaking on that. Yeah, it's my, it's my pleasure just because I know what it's done for me and my life, my relationships, um, how I feel about myself. And I just know that the world, we, I just, I'm excited about more women being healthier, being more confident, being more embodied Mm. and what that can do for the world. Amazing. 
So I know you mentioned a few of these when you were telling us about your story, but what are some common signs that, um, that women can see in their bodies that their hormones are out of balance? Yes. And I love this. And I want to actually chat about what a healthy cycle looks like and Mm -hmm. compare those two. Yeah, please do. So healthy cycle will be minimum of 21 days and then the maximum 36 days between having a menstruation, a menstrual cycle. Okay. Um, and so that's a big one. Then we also look at PMS ideally. So we should not be getting jawline acne and that jawline is really hormonal acne. Um, if there is cramping, it would be not crazy uncomfortable, not waking up through the night. If there is a bit of discomfort that could be normal, but not we're to the point where you're having to take an Advil, you're having to miss out on school or work. A um, little bit of energy decrease is completely normal. Wanting to retreat, completely normal. But if it's to the point where you're having to nap throughout the, like all day or you just can't get enough energy, it is actually normal to need more sleep around this time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be a, a big part of it there. And as women, we lose iron every single month. Not a huge fan of iron supplements. There's other ways around that, but we do need to replenish. Otherwise we keep, keep depleting ourselves. Mm -hmm. Also, when it comes to flow, not too light. I know it might seem like a gift to receive a very light period, but actually we need a healthy amount. um, Because if you're not, you might not have enough blood to even menstruate essentially. So if you're bleeding for one day and then it's gone, um, that's also something we want to look at. So healthy flow. You're not having to change your pad or tampon throughout the night as well. Um, and that was me. I would have to set an alarm. I would have to lay out towels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I speak to so many women that that is the case. Mm-hmm. Another, another aspect, um, is that where our mood is stable. Yes. It's normal to be a little bit more sensitive, but if we're on the verge of crying or weeping, constantly as well that is a symptom that estrogen is in excess um, Mm -hmm. and that can easily be fixed with some of the things we're going to chat about but um that's what I would really classify as normal it's like you're having a little bit lower energy you are in a retreat mode but you're not you know no mood swings no meltdowns no um crazy cramping bloating oh no breast tenderness as well there um and so those are some normal things and we look at abnormal all the things that we've been told is a curse about being a woman (laughs) right Mm. the the mood swings the crazy cravings the bloating um loose bowels during the first day um having yeah acne wanting to to nap just like all the memes that we see which Mm -hmm. are funny I still find them really funny and I'm like Mm -hmm. I'll need to read the painless period guide but (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, those, I would say like abnormal is the things that we do see, um, commonly. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like these abnormal things are like normalized. It's yes. quite alarming that, that we are so out of balance, right? It's wild. It's wild. And that's why these conversations are so important. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your book, The Painless Period. Peer- painless period guide. (laughs) (laughs) So the, um, the whole book really goes into the four seasons of our menstrual cycle each month. We have the follicular phase. This is our inner spring. We have the ovulatory phase, which is our inner summer. 
luteal phase, inner autumn, and menstrual phase, inner winter. Mm -hmm. And the book goes into mostly nutrition, lifestyle, and even maybe some supplements in terms of what are the best foods to optimize each phase. Um, I'm not uneven workouts. I'm not crazy. I'm not like the girl who has every single month plan and like these are the only foods I'm eating Mm. it's not like that but it it gives you an idea of okay well when's a good time to eat more smoothies versus less smoothies and when's a Mm. good time to maybe go out for date night or to stay in and plan um your next goals whatever it is so that's what it goes into briefly because I wanted it to be something that women can read and pass on it's Mm. not like this book right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the other aspect is um, how to actually understand PMS symptoms, everything from acne to bloating to cramping and what you can do through food and lifestyle to mitigate those symptoms. Um, and that's really, I would say, the the big aspect of it and really what a normal period looks like. And I want women and really everyone in the world, I always say body literacy is my love language. Um, and so that sprinkled in, in, inside the book as well. Amazing. That sounds like such an amazing resource that every woman needs to have her hands on. (laughs) I'm going to be ordering my copy. (laughs) So what are a few top priority tips that women can start doing today to start taking care of their hormone health? Like if they're like, they hear this conversation and they're like, okay, what can I do today what would you say oh my gosh I love this question and I um made sure that I have this everything that I wanted to say on this down so uh, first one might be surprising and that's actually bowel movements making sure that bowel movements are consistent they are well formed they are yeah kind, kind of goes hand in hand with the consistent daily um okay and so why this is is because if we are not evacuating bowels properly every day, and I mean properly, like I'm just going to get into this for a second here, but if we are constipated, if there's like rabbit pellets, if there's loose bowels, not just straight up diarrhea, but loose bowels, um, we are not moving excess estrogen. I mean, um, I want to talk about that for a second. We're not moving excess estrogen properly. And what happens when excess estrogen is not moved from the bowels is it ends up actually getting recycled back into the body, essentially as a toxic form of estrogen. So let me back up for a second. So estrogen and progesterone always have a a seesaw effect with each other throughout the month. Mm -hmm. Um, When we have those PMS symptoms that we mentioned, that is a symptom of too much estrogen in the body. We want estrogen too high estrogen and too low estrogen becomes a problem because then we see in perimenopause when there is, or menopause too low estrogen, that creates problems as well. Um, And if you look at any types of um, bigger health conditions that involve hormones, it's usually this was like one of the first things, right? Anytime I've asked a woman, even thyroid conditions, if, if estrogen is too high, it can start to slow down thyroid function. Mm-hmm. A whole other, whole other story. Um, and so we need to be clearing out estrogen through the bowels and through the liver. So the first thing when it comes to bowel movements is hands down water intake, 
water intake, something simple, something free, at least in, in Canada. Or I'm not, I won't, gosh, that's a whole other conversation, but at least in the <laughs> that you and I are, are, and a lot of people listening to this, I'm sure have access to clean water. Okay? Mm. I, anyways, I'm going <laughs> to, it's a whole, again, a whole other conversation there. Um, so water, and this is green tea does not count as water intake. Black tea does not count, count mm. as water intake. Anything except for water, any kind of like juicy or hydrating fruits or vegetable like cucumber or watermelon, as well as herbal tea count as water intake. Right? Okay. I always skip past that. And then I realize I'm like, most people are not even drinking enough water. Let's let's make yeah. sure. We do that. Also a note, if if as someone listening to this is drinking water, but they're just kind of flushing it out. I want you to add a pinch of Celtic sea salt to your water. So you actually retain the water. Sounds crazy. Mm. Um, we do need a little bit of that good salt. Okay. Um, second one is magnesium. Most people in North America, because of our soil are deficient in magnesium. So ideally a magnesium glycinate or biglycinate, but here's the thing. The research shows that the body absorb magnesium best through the skin. So transdermally. So the best case scenario would be that you have your beautiful water. And I always suggest, especially on the feminine side of things, having a beautiful water bottle that you love carrying with you, Mm -hmm. your magnesium lotion, I would put it on your feet at night, at least three times a week, um, or Epsom salt baths count. You can get it in a little bit of food, but don't, um, not, not sufficient enough through food currently. Um, So that is going to actually help to relax the intestines um, and actually add more water and bulk to your stool. Um, Any other kind of magnesium is going to help you go to the bathroom, but for this conversation, magnesium glycinate, okay? Okay. Um, Also in Canada, we do need more vitamin D because calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D work together. So you could be taking magnesium, but you might need to supplement with vitamin D if you're not doing that. I'm not so crazy about calcium supplementation personally, because it's so accessible through our food and water. Okay. The other aspect of this is getting enough pectin or fiber. This is again, some of those like non-sexy things that need to be talked about, Um, (laughs) but but pectin rich fruit. So this is like oranges, apples, pears are really good for moving the bowels, but also fiber. And most people are not getting enough fiber the daily recommendation is about 20, 25 to 30 grams. Um, but the luscious living way is really more so like 40 grams, 45 grams of protein or sorry, um, fiber. Mm-hmm. And to put that in perspective, one pear is six grams of fiber. Okay. Uh, one cup of quinoa <laughs> is also six grams. And a cup of beans though is 46 grams of fiber. Oh, and wow. so- Having those fiber-rich food throughout the day and water and magnesium is absolutely critical to move bowels properly. Um, The other aspect is supporting liver and gallbladder. And I know these are like organs that we don't really think about (laughs) or talk about very much. No. But um, the liver is also responsible for detoxification. It's responsible for um, really healthy hormones. So if a woman especially is waking up or in trouble sleeping a week before her period or having like 
more like ir irritation, irritability before her menstrual cycle, waking up between one to 3 a.m. or even 5 a.m. That's more gallbladder and then not really being able to fall back asleep. We want you to work on gallbladder and liver. So that's cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower, kale, broccoli, um, bok choy, turnips, rutabagas, all in the cruciferous family cooked. So raw kale will most give most people gas. <laughs> and I yeah. see it all the time. I'm like healthy salad, raw kale. I'm like, no, everyone's getting gas. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those would be absolutely key. Green leafy vegetables, citrus fruit, really, really important there. Okay. Um, and then on a weekly basis. And the last point is protein. Most women are not having enough protein and we tend to skip meals as well. Um, mm. but especially if, um, anyone listening is really struggling with, with mood swings and like meltdowns and, and that kind of those symptoms before your menstrual cycle, mm -hmm. you physically need more calories and you're more sensitive to blood sugar swings, um, during that time. And so AKA mm -hmm. having, whenever you have breakfast, if you're like, I'm not going to eat it till 10, I'm not going to eat it till three. At that point, I just want you to make sure you have enough protein. Um, that could be from chicken, eggs, fish, beef, chickpeas, um, Greek yogurt, et cetera. But we want to keep blood sugar stable to keep mood mm -hmm. elevated. Um, mm -hmm. And that that can be a game changer in itself. So those three things of bowel movements, supporting the liver and protein intake would be absolutely key. Top three tips right there. Top three. Amazing. They throw in a bonus one. Yes. <laughs> so this one, I feel like, um, is a bit harder to do, but this is less on nutrition and more so in terms of beauty products. And I like, I get it. I have an assortment of beauty products. Some of them are natural and I try to keep all my like home stuff natural as well, but really, um, like scent, especially like from candles, there is a big company, I will not say the name, but there is this big candle company that is in the mall. Um, those artificial fragrances are mm. actually um, endocrine disruptors. So meaning that they can disrupt our hormones. They contain something called xenoestrogens, which mimic estrogen in our body. So imagine you have estrogen already in your body, especially if you're not clearing estrogen through the liver and bowel movements. But then now you're adding in extra, extra estrogen externally wow. from honestly like aerosols and mm. some of those like those candles, um, some just a lot of those conventional beauty or household care. I would say the big thing is to have clean like candles, clean scents, uh, as mm -hmm. well as like body lotion because the skin is the largest organ. Mm. Is all of my makeup and hair products natural no it is not I think mm. realistically I we have to look at not stressing ourselves out with like being perfect with it but those mm -hmm. little make a big difference okay so avoiding anything with scent in it from candles like shampoos beauty products um cleaners it's the scents I will say there are some companies that do you hear my phone it's, it's not even really the scent it's, it is like the, if you look at parfum as one of the ingredients, there mm -hmm. are some companies that have like cleaner versions of this, maybe use essential oils, but okay. it's a lot of the ones. If you look that just like, almost like they just have a very strong smell, um, mm -hmm. that 
those kinds of things I would really consider reducing. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. I've never heard that before. So thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Definitely something to look out for. Um, something that came to my mind um, is intuitive eating. Mm. And if we, if women are tapping into intuitive eating, are we going to naturally choose the right foods for our hormones? Have you, have you witnessed this or experimented with this at all? I love this question. I think there are so many aspects of intuitive eating that can be spot on. So for example, um, one interesting thing, when women crave chocolate right before their period, chocolate usually contains a high amount of magnesium, at least dark chocolate Mm. does. And then magnesium relaxes the uterine lining, which will really help with cramps. So I think that's a big sign of intuitive eating there, unless it's like, I don't know, you know, like a Mars bar. It doesn't really have a lot of magnesium. (laughs) Um, Then there's the aspect of like, I don't know if you ever craved like red meat or if you ever craved salmon or anything like that. If you are omnivorous, I think those can be also... um, indicative of what your body needs, whether it's omega-3s or iron. Um, I think there are certain things like, so for example, craving cheese or craving ice cream, those are typically symptoms of omega-3 deficiency. Mm. I think intuitive eating paired with body literacy is like Mm. chef's kiss. That's the way to do it. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on on, uh, intuitive eating and around the hormones? Yeah, um, I feel like it, it will show you what you need. Like I definitely crave, I mean, I crave dark chocolate all the time, (laughs) but I do crave it more before my period. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that listening to your body, if you can get in tune with it, I think is a wonderful way because we're all so nuanced, right? We can read books and yes, these are guidelines, but what we need, depending on, you know, what age we are, just whatever is going on, we do need different things. So I think pairing this knowledge with um, intuitive eating could be very powerful. Totally. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you one last question because I know weight loss is a really big um, problem for women, you know, women, oh, everyone's trying to lose weight, it seems, right? Um, How can eating with our hormones help women work, work with their hormones rather than against them in losing weight? Yes, such a good question. So a little story backstory. Um, So before I really received my education and dove into this, I would always read like, just read diet books. And then I would like, the goal was to eat as little as possible, little calories. Everything was about calories. Mm. Um, and then everything about like calories in calories out. And I just, and I really had struggled with my weight and, um, I was always told, right. Like eat less exercise more. Mm. Cool, 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 cool. Well, that also led to a very destructive path for me. And I know so many other women. And so it wasn't until I realized that blood sugar balance was probably one of the most important aspects about, um, about, about, uh, weight loss, because the more I focused on blood sugar. So, and again, this conversation comes up when we're talking about diabetes or pre-diabetes, 
it's actually relevant for all of us. And a really great channel to follow is uh, her name is Jessie, um, Glucose Goddess. Yes, she- I was recently introduced to her. Actually, it's funny you bring her up. She's amazing. So good. Her book mm-hmm. is great. And so that really talks about so blood sugar is really looking at what you eat makes a difference on your blood sugar, which impact and blood sugar impacts your weight and body composition. Um, it impacts your mood, impacts your energy, impacts your cravings. So mm-hmm. for me before I was so scared of eating an egg and I would just eat like, I don't know, I don't know what I would eat back then, even like nothing really, <laughs> or just, just a smoothie and be like, oh yeah, that's enough. And then eat a salad and then binge eat at night. Cause I wasn't mm-hmm. eating enough and there was no protein. So mm-hmm. as soon as I start to f- put my focus on increasing protein and increasing vegetables, like by the time I wanted to have some of the craving, I would have crazy sugar cravings. I didn't even really think like I stopped thinking about those like afternoon snacks and, and stopped thinking about food 24 seven. As soon as I got enough, again, protein and mm. enough vegetables, because mm-hmm. I was, I was really focused on eating healthy. I was like, why do I eat healthier than everyone I know? But then I would see like, I don't know, online, like the fitness influencer eating McDonald's. And I was like, I wouldn't like, what? Like, how is that? And it was, you know, eating a lot of healthy, but high um, calorie foods like hummus and nuts and almond butter and coconut oil and my coffee, like all of those things. And I just had no idea that I wasn't getting enough macronutrients for myself, namely again, protein. Um, and I was under eating vegetables, under eating fiber. And that most, again, I'd see a lot of weight loss, um, male and female in practice. And I always noticed those things as well. Cause people are like, well, how much should I eat? Like you really cannot overeat lettuce or overeat, first mm. overeat chicken breast. Mm-hmm. But if you put it's like pasta and toast and all that good stuff, then like you can overeat that. So mm-hmm. that's going to be the last thing you're focusing on those other, um, other big, big, uh, components. And the other one is coming back to estrogen again. So mm-hmm. what's actually not super well understood, but it, it, what this is clear is that estrogen promotes adipose tissue, which is fat tissue. And so the more estrogen we have, the less, the more that we add to our body externally, the less that we detoxify internally mm-hmm. through the liver and bowel movements then funny enough estrogen likes to hang out in the hips and thighs mm-hmm. in the belly it's more blood sugar that we just talked about and so mm-hmm. i really can like you can tell what someone is struggling with hormonally based off of where the body fat accumulates wow and of course there's genetic propensities as well mm-hmm. the estrogen it's, it's, it's a vicious cycle. The more estrogen we have, the harder it is to lose weight, the harder it is to lose weight. It's Mm. just like, it just, it just keeps going. And so first place I would look at, go back to is those bowel movements, um, and with magnesium and fiber and water, um, liver, gallbladder protein. And really, I always say the more we focus on health, the more weight loss is a side effect of that health versus mm-hmm. the more we chase weight loss mm. things <laughs> along the way you know absolutely I love that thank you so much it's my pleasure <laughs> um because this is the queen up 
podcast, I would like to ask what, what would be your one tip for women to queen up in their lives? doesn't have to be health related. Oh my God. Um, I don't think this is going to necessarily relate to everyone, but it's just what's coming to me right now. On my journey, I thought that caring about how I looked was superficial. I'm like, the world is superficial. I don't want to be superficial. My whole life, if you had met me maybe like six years ago, I was very, and I still am very like internal focused. Like how much can I learn? How good of a person can I, like, can I be the best version of myself? And then the physical was always like, meh, I don't mm-hmm. care. Like, who ca- like that was my thing is like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, however, I really think when it comes to cleaning up, taking pride in how we look makes a difference in how we feel. You exude a different kind of confidence, whether it is like just putting on an earring or putting on some blush or eyeshadow, or like if you feel a 10 out of 10 when you do like everything top to bottom cool and I just find that like little things like that investing how we look um investing in like a beautiful mug like that those little beauty moments Mm -hmm. such a difference Mm -hmm. and I believe that is so key to queening up oh I love that and I completely agree it's just it's just so fun it's so fun to be a woman (laughs) it is it is and I totally never allowed myself to experience Mm. that in the past now I'm like oh my gosh no I like I I feel good when I do that and obviously like the you you know you the the treatment on the external is reflected and I'm like I, I feel so good when I take pride in how I look to my clothes to my hair to my makeup to my shoes like whatever it is I'm like yes <laughs> amazing I love it thank you <laughs> so Celine where can everyone find you where can people find you on social media where can people find your book what kind of offers do you have going on right now tell people where they can get your beautiful work and get in touch with you. Thank you. So Mm -hmm. I am underscore luscious living underscore on Instagram. Um, If anyone listening is in Calgary, I'm over in Marta Loop at the clinic space. I have online and in-person sessions. Um, The luscious living podcast is also on Spotify and Apple. Um, And the painless period guide is available on Amazon across the world. Right now, because I am in school full time, I uh, I usually have like online courses and a lot of other offers, but taking um, focusing on the one on one, focusing on school. But that's where um, you can find me. I'd love to hear if you watch this and reach out on what you really took away and learned from this conversation. Yes. Okay, everyone. So I will have all those links listed down below in the show notes so you can find Celine. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here with us today, for enlightening us on women's hormone health. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And um, thank you for, yeah, thanks for listening and see you all next time. Okay, bye. Bye.